Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. still awake so I picked up a pen and a page and I started writing just what I'd say if we were face to face I'd tell you just what you mean to me tell you these simple truths be strong in the Lord and never give up hope you're gonna do great things i already know god's got his hand on you so don't live life in fear forgive and forget but don't forget why you're here take your time and pray these are the words i would say time we spoke you said you were hurting I felt your pain in my heart and I want to tell you that I keep on praying love will find you where you are I know cause I've already been there please hear these simple truths be strong in the Lord and never give up hope. You're gonna do great things. I already know God's got his hand on you, so don't live life in fear. Forgive and forget, but don't forget why you're here. Take your These are the words you would say. Give them a hand again, please. Oh, man, you guys sat down. I was going to do it, but y'all sat down, so I'll just do it with you guys who are up here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they ran to their seats. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I am in an excited space. I love that music. Thank you, Nicholas. You always find a way of 
getting us revved up. I love it, I love it, I love it. You know, that's one of the things that I really love about this church is the music. <laughs> right, guys? Woo! I love the music. Oh, man. So, yesterday we um, went to uh, Applebee's. My husband calls it the B spot <laughs> to celebrate my sister's birthday. Her birthday's tomorrow. And it, it was fun to be around family and laugh. And you know how silly I am? Think of all of us together. <laughs> Michael's got a, a taste of my dad and, my, um, and, and us together. And it's, it's, oh my gosh, it was a joy. So uh, I heard this cute little joke. And I'm going to pass these out while I'm thinking about it so we can feel these out. And if you're new, here you go, Laura. If you're new, please put at least your... Um, your email address on there, your name and uh, email address and phone number so we can keep tabs on you, you, let you know what's going on, and I can give you a personal thank you for coming. So the little joke I heard was this uh, little girl, she's about five years old, and she was sitting on the I edge of the, I guess, a dock. She was fishing with her grandpa. And um, so she looked up at him, and he no she noticed the wrinkles in his face, and she was looking down at her reflection, saw her face was really smooth, and she said, Grandpa, did God make you? And he said, yeah, God did make me. Years ago, God made me. And she said, well, and she looked at his face again, and she said, well, God, Grandpa, did God make me? And he said, yeah, baby, God made you too. And she looked back up at his face and wrinkles, and she said, when God made me, he got better, didn't he? <laughs> you know, five-year-olds think about that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> I thought that was cute. Oh, man. He probably said, yes, baby, he did. So I already mentioned today is Super Bowl Sunday, and it's the beginning of Black History Month. And today is also uh, the first Sunday of the month that we consider in unity, that the month of strength. And I want to pray first before I, let me root myself. Almighty God, I acknowledge and affirm right now that you have blessed me and the power of this message. I acknowledge right now that you've given me the ears to hear your word, the eyes to see the meaning and understanding of it, and the ability to bring it forth in the consciousness of Christ. I acknowledge right now that it is the Christ within me that's speaking, bringing it forth. And it is the Christ within us all that is receiving it, taking it in deeply, synthesizing and bringing forth the meaning of it, and walking with us in the manifestation of it in our lives. Thank you, God, for speaking to us always through that still, small voice inside. Thank you for calming me down. I release human right now, and allow, I allow spirit to come forth. Thank you, God, for this divine gift of love. I do not take it lightly. It is done. It is done. It is done. And so it is, and we let it be. Amen. Okay. So the title of my talk is Be Strong in the Lord. And that has been every, it's interesting, the beginning of this year, maybe starting even last year um, in December, 
every week that I'm speaking, a scripture has come to me. And the scripture that has come to me um, for this week that has been working its way deep in my heart comes from Ephesians. It's chapter 6 and it's verse 10. And it's, this actually is a pericope, that's a, a group of scriptures that's called the whole armor of God. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation, but I think I have the King James Version. Let me read the King James Version first because we're very much aware of that one. It's, the, it's one of the most popular. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Ever heard that scripture? Yes. Well, the New Living Translation says... A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And that's the scripture I'm actually going to be working on. But when you read in verse 11, it says, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. And then it goes forward, uh, for, oh, further. So if you get a chance, I would love for you to read this. It's, like I said, it's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 20, talks about putting on the full armor of the Lord, and I want you to read that and let it sink in. Today I'm going to just kind of sink in the meaning of be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, and what does that mean for us? And I want to give Charles Fillmore, who's the co-founder of Unity, I want to give his meaning of what strength is. And if you haven't already purchased it, I would strongly suggest that you purchase Charles Fillmore's book, the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary, which gives all of the names of everything in the Bible. And it gives you the Greek or Latin meaning of it, but it also gives you the metaphysical meaning of it. It brings up a spiritual, the spiritual meaning of the words. And he says that strength, the strength of mind, a strong man, manly, that is, rejo rejo that re is rejoiced, greatly when it finds the inexhaustible source of all strength and exclaims, we have found the Messiah. Now, the name of the disciple that represents strength is Andrew. Andrew is Peter's brother. So they're, they're connected as brothers physiologically and disciples of Jesus, but they also work together spiritually as well. So in order to be rooted in faith, you have to be strong in it. You have to have strength there too. Charles Fillmore says that Andrew symbolizes the strength while Simon Peter symbolizes the faith capacity of the mind. He says when strength finds faith and they are brothers consciously in, my, in my, the mind, a bond of unity is established that carries one along even though you may encounter adverse experiences. So let's go deep in this. Strength is our ability to endure, our ability to persevere, it's our ability to stand strong. And I've heard somebody say uh, years ago, stick to itiveness. I, I heard that word before, and I was like, yeah, I guess that's strength too. I was thinking about when I have felt God's strength in my life and when I have felt physical strength in my life, because there's a difference there. And Charles Fillmore says that all strength is rooted in spirit. It's actually the truth is everything is rooted in spirit. Everything comes from spirit. So I was thinking about what does this mean to be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might? And when I thought about that and let it sink in, 
I was asking, well, why would you bring that scripture to me? And then I realized, remembered last week we talked about the two meanings of word in the Bible, the logos, which is the written word, and the rhema word, which is the revealed word, the word that is experienced inside of us. And once you experience it, and you know those times you have that aha moment about something, and you get it on a, oh, that's why that happened. Or, oh, that's what's going on inside of me. Or, oh, because I, I have a feeling that in here, we don't, know, we don't just look at something that we're going through on the superficial surface level. I have a feeling that in here, in unity, in this church, we say, something's going on in my consciousness too. What is that connected to? Am I, am I right? Am I right about it? We, we go deeper, like there's something that I've done, there's something I'm thinking, there's something going on that has drawn this experience to me because I know the third unity principle that thoughts held in mind produce what? After their kind. So there's something going on inside of my consciousness that's drawn this to me. Let me look inside and see what it is. Because there's something that it starts, all of it starts on a spiritual level. And then when we, get, when we don't get it on a spiritual level or when we get it on a spiritual level, either way, it manifests the evidence of it in our physical life. Whether it's in your physical experiences, whether it's in your body, whether it's in your relationships, whatever way that it is meant to express itself, it will come down and filter down into your physical life. Does that make sense? So why be strong in the Lord and the power or the strength of his might? Okay. What does that mean, God? So God has been walking me through those moments that I have felt God's love, God's faith, God's, God's strength. And the moments that I felt it the most, which is probably when you guys have felt it the most, is when I felt peace in the moment my, I knew my sister was dying. I was not shaken then. The moment that I knew I was going to be her presence because when my nephew died years ago in 1996, it was Christmas Day 1996, and I knew it was going to happen, and I couldn't stop it from happening, and I was so angry with God. Why would you give me this gift? This was the third time I saw my brother having a car accident, and each time got worse, and the third time that it happened, my nephew dies in a car accident. God, why would you give me that gift? It doesn't make sense to me to give me something that I can't stop it from happening. Why would you do that to me? And then let me hold my nephew, eight months old, and teach him how to walk, be the last one to put him in a car seat and give him a kiss. I'm the last one to hold him. And then you take him away and show me you're going to take him away. Why would you do that to me? I was angry. I had had a strong relationship with God for years and years and years since I was little. And I knew what was going to happen, and I could not stop it. Why would you do that to me? And you guys have heard me say this before. When I finally got back, because I had, I'm not talking to you anymore, God. I hate you. I hate you. And then a couple months later, when you're rooted in God, you can't stay away. And my dad had told us, I, I had really gone to this place, my dad had told us, God, it's so vast, Kelly, that your little anger is not going to affect God. Talk to him. Talk to God about it. So I went to God and I asked, why would you do this to me? 
Why would you do this to my brother and his wife? And they're all burned up and all of this, and they don't get anything out of it because their baby is dead eight months old. Why would you do that? And God said, I didn't give you the gift to see, to stop it from happening. That's in divine order, and nothing can change divine order. You have the gift to see, to be my presence in the midst of it. That is the best way you can show up for me as my ambassador. You be the presence and strength of God in the midst of it. And I promise you that every single time I find myself in a situation going through it myself or going through it with my sisters and brothers or my father when, when my father, my mom transitioned and, you know, that was hard. She had had breast cancer and what happened was she, she uh, had breast cancer in 2004 and it left, we thought, 2005 in February, came back, it was all in her lungs. She was told that we were gonna do this experimental therapy, uh, Carmanos Institute, but then she got pleurisy right the, the weekend before. And when she's willing, they, I, my dad called us all and I was the first one to get there to the hospital and he's talking to the orderly and, and when the orderly wheels my mom into the uh, hallway, I, I'm holding her hand and she's like, baby, I don't think I have a living lung left. And I'm like, mom, it's gonna be okay. And she says, no, it's not, baby. No, it's not. She has tears in her eyes. She had made peace with the fact that she was dying. She said, no, it's not, baby. And in that moment, you would have thought I'd be terrified by losing my mama. And I, I was. I was terrified. But I went into this space. I don't know where it came from except that it was God that put me in a space of peace. And I held her hand. And I knew that I would be that presence of peace and strength and standing on God's word and what we had known in the Bible that what we grew up with and being that peace for my father and for my siblings and for my nieces and nephews and my children. And I stayed in the end, my mama, more than anything, I wasn't even thinking about them in that moment. I was thinking about being God's presence for my mama. And I stayed there and I prayed and she felt it. And she was at peace. And being that space, a peace beyond all understanding, it is not easy to do that when they come in there and when they show you the lungs are supposed to be black where you can see is all white. And when they tell you your sister's cancer has come back and you think she's in remission and celebrating that and then four days later she's on her deathbed? And she's sitting there holding your hand and scared. Instead of panicking, you're saying, babe, I, I got you, baby. I got you. Wanting to cry. But I was sticking on the word. Be strong in the Lord. Being strong in the Lord means being strong in the presence of God within you. And knowing that that will overcome you and keep you rooted in a state of peace. 
And that in the midst of what's going on, no matter what it is, my nephew passing away, being in an accident, I remember my brother, his first accident, and I had a premonition about that, and I had this premonition that I'm running out in the rain, and I look up, and there's these two guys standing, and then they step away when I'm run up, and my brother's down on the floor, on the ground, and I'm like, no! This is in my dream when I, and when, and like, 15 minutes later, I get a call. Kelly, I was married to my kid's father at the time, so my last name was Jackson. Kelly Jackson, yes. You know John Coles's, yeah, that's my brother. He had an accident around the corner from your house. I didn't know then that I was being the presence of God. But I promise you, when you have a relationship rooted in God and rooted in God's word, which is in here, and when you know it and, and you know that you can stand strong on it, that's what it means to be strong in the Lord. It means to be strong in the presence of the Lord and what God says to you about you. Because the very thing that God says about God is what God is saying about you. You are omnipotent. Laurel, faith, you are omnipresent. That's how you can pray for anybody anywhere and tap and touch and agree with them because you are omnipresent. Pat, you are omniscient. You know what to pray for. So omnipotence is all-powerful. Omnipresent is everywhere present. Omniscience means that you know, you have the knowing of everything within your very soul, within your very being, that you can tap in and say, what do I pray for, God? And you can pray for it because you're rooted in God. That is your strength, being strong in the Lord. The power of God's might is the presence of God that will manifest its very being, its very thing that you affirm in your life. That is the might of God. It's the substance within you that pulls what you're praying and pulls what you're saying and pulls what you're thinking on and manifests it, co-creates it in your life with you. That's what it means to be strong in the Lord. It means to be rooted in the very presence of God that you are. You are God. I am God together. I am God. I am the very presence of God together. I am the very presence of God. Do you know that you know that you know that? I'm asking. Do you have moments that you don't? In the moments that you don't, that's when you open your mouth and you pray. And when you open your mouth and you pray, the power of what you're praying for is what opens up the strength. And then you become rooted in what? Because sometimes we don't feel that way. But I promise you this, this just promise you this, just like the willow tree in the storm waves and, and bobs and weaves and all of these things because it's rooted and its roots go down and they go out. That's how we are. We're rooted in it. We're deeply rooted in it because it is us. It is the very essence of who you are. Being strong in the Lord in the power of his might is calling it forth in your life no matter what. So when my mom is going through her present, her stuff, every time I would go, she believed that Jesus was her brother. She believed like us that Jesus was our way, is our way, sure. At Unity, we believe that Jesus is our savior in a way that what we, when we live the teachings and the expression and the life of Jesus as our way, sure, we're stepping into being an expression that saves us from being caught up in the world. It doesn't stop us from trials and tribulations but it saves us from being caught up in it and feeling separate from God. You are never separate from God, ever. Amen? Amen. No matter what you're going through, like, God, where are you? Really? It looks like you're not here right now. You ever have a moment like, really, God, where are you? I'm the only one? 
Anybody else had a moment where you thought, thank you. <laughs> Leave me up here hanging, won't you? Woo! I thought y'all was my friends. <laughs> when we are afraid, in that fear lies your strength. The Bible says, Paul asked God, Paul found that there was a thorn in his side. And he asked God, take this thorn away. It was hurting. So there was a pain somewhere in his left side. It was a pain that was hurting him. That's what he meant. He didn't know what it was, and he prayed for it to be taken away so he could have relief from it. Now, he had already experienced everything else and mastered. He was the one that was persecuting um, Jews who were following Jesus. And, 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 and he, was, he was led into a space where he was converted into a Jesus follower as well. And so he had mastered that, and he had mastered trans, trans, um, helping other people to see the presence of God in them as well. So now his biggest thing was mastering physical ailment. So he has this thorn in his side. God, take this thorn away. God says, no. In your weakness lies my strength. When you have come as far as you know, your, know yourself to go, and you don't see where it is that you could get to the other side. There's a lot of times. I, I was reading about this lady who said that she had gone, um, she had had these issues where she had an ailment, um, she was having issues with her car. She was having issues in her relationship. She was having um, issues in her home. There was mold on her air, uh, uh, air duct or whatever, her uh, air, uh, con her, yeah, not the air filter. Um, anyway, she was having a whole lot of issues. And she was caught up in them. And she knew she had to stop and stop focusing on that and focusing on what is good about it. That's the best way to root. When you focus on that, there's this little boy that asked his, uh, asked his um, sister. She was doing her little thing. He was, she was a teenager. He's like seven years old, and he's walking around. He says, um, did, he asked, Susie, do you, do, can you see God? And she said, no, stupid. Nobody can see God. God's so far away up in heaven, you can't see God. And so he goes to his mom, because that doesn't make sense to him for some reason. And so he goes to his mom, and he asks his mom, Mommy, do, can you see God? And she says, you know, you can't really see God, but God's tucked away in you because God's tucked away in your heart. And so later on, she go, he goes and he's asking, he's hanging out with his grandfather, and that's, that is still tugging in at him. And this story hit me at home because that's how I was when I was little. When stuff didn't make sense to me, I kept asking questions till it made sense, you know. I had this inner knowing that that doesn't make sense. What you're saying doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. God's all out there, and God loves you and knows your situation, but God's all out there, and I'm praying to the outside. That just didn't make sense. So he asked his grandfather, he's like, because his grandfather sees him sitting there thinking, you know, he's like, what's going on, Jimmy? And he says, I wasn't going to ask you this, Grandpa, but can you see God? And his grandfather says, you know, every day I do more and more. Every day, I do. And what that means is, like the young lady who was going through all of those issues, when you look at the circumstances, look past the circumstances, and look at the things that you have to be grateful for, and look at the ways that God is expressing God's presence in your life, you can stand on that, you can be rooted on that. That's that mustard seed of faith. And the moment you stand on that little thing, I am alive and breathing. 
And that little, once you say that, then you can think of something else, and you can think of something else, and you can think of something else, and before you know it, it has grown in your presence of thanksgiving and gratitude, and you become stronger in the presence that it's all going to be all right. Does that make sense? Back in November, if you guys remember, I had a pinched nerve, right? Boy, it was hurting the heck out of me. I was praying, and it was hurting. I was doing my breathing and all that stuff. It wasn't hurting. And Roxanne told me she could tell that it was hurting like the Dickens when we were, when we were here setting up from the party that you guys had for me. She could see it on my face. Sometimes, like, and I, was, I had been praying, and I had been sitting in that space, and I had been practicing what I usually do to get rid of pain, but it was not going away. And Howard had to take me to emergency, and it was, they said it was a pinched nerve, to the point that when I would lay down flat, it hurt so bad, they thought I was having a heart attack because I was having these tinglings in my left arm, and so they had him take me to emergency. Turns out that it was uh, a pinched nerve in the uh, spine going up to the neck, in the, in the spine, right? So I got to working. We know in unity, there's something in your consciousness that's going on that's going to create this pain. So I started working. Now, I did take the medicine when it got too wet, because I promise you, woo, it got a little bad. It got a little, and I, I can hold, some, I can hold some, some pain. After my C-sections and I had a lump removed from my breast, it only took a day. I was done. But this pain, I was like, oh, God. So I was a little loopy because I had some medicine in me. Made me a little loopy. Howard's like, is that, okay, now nah, she doesn't take medicine. So he was telling the doctor, so is it, how's it going to make her? Because she doesn't take medicine. She's clean. I was loopy. That's how I was. Hey, guys, is this a mic? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did have fun at the party. I didn't feel a thing. But I had that swing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My point is, my doctor at the emergency told me that I had to schedule an appointment immediately to see this specialist, right? A sur- yep, he was a surgeon. And the o- earliest appointment was in, dis- was in January. That, and, I, and he was like, if you can't get it any sooner than maybe three weeks out, call me and I'll get you in there. Well, since it was in January, I called him. He couldn't get me in. I couldn't even get him to respond. He didn't call back, right? So I'm working on my consciousness. I'm working on what is it, I'm, and, I, and I still don't know. I still can't connect exactly what it was in my consciousness. However, I was saying, even though I don't know, I still praise the power of God inside of me. I still affirm that I am flexible in my neck. And it did pain wasn't even in my neck. It was down my arm and then up my upper shoulder. God, whatever it is that I feel that I am overburdened, the left side is the feminine side, the right side is the male side, whatever, wherever it is that I feel overburdened, and I'm holding on to something that is mine, to, not mine to hold on to, let me release it and give it to you right now. And I kept doing that affirmation. I release, I let go. I release, LD, LD, let go, let God. I release, I let go. When, when, and then a week later, I got a call that I could be in there in two weeks. When I went in there, the doctor said, where was that pain again? Now, at the point that it was hurting, I was at, he asked me, on a scale of 1 to 10, I said 13. Most excruciating pain, 13. When I got to the doctor, it was down to a 3. He said, keep doing what you're doing. In about two weeks, it should be gone. He said, you may have to come back in two years or so, but right now, what I'm looking at, you're fine. He had me do all the motions and everything because I shifted my consciousness. 
Now, like I said, I did use that pain medicine. I ain't saying don't use your medicine. But I'm saying that when you put your, your faith and you root yourself in God and you stay rooted in it. And it was when I first started praying Laurel and, and it was hurting, I, was, I didn't stop. You don't stop. Strength is the endurance of God. It goes with you. You keep doing it. And in the second week when I kept praying, it didn't stop then either. It was there. But Rob, I kept praying and I kept affirming it. That's the, that's the strength, and it's rooted with faith because the, Andrew and Peter are brothers physiologically, but when you root your faith in your strength and you stay rooted in it no matter what's going on and you bob and you weave in it by using God's word, the power of God's word is God's might. It will manifest in your life. Amen? Amen. When I say, be strong in the Lord, and the power of God's might, I want you to say, I am strong in the Lord and the power of God's might. Be strong in the Lord and the power of God's might. Be strong in the Lord and the power of God's might. Now, when I say it, when I have you say it this next time, I want you to say that I am like you are proclaiming it from the Christ that is saying it. Does that make sense? Because when you make an affirmation, especially an affirmation with I am, you have to say the I am to wake up the Christ so that the Christ will grab that which your I am and is claiming and manifest it in your life. The Christ speaks to the Christ to bring forth the manifestation of Christ. Amen. Amen. Be strong in the Lord and the power of God's might. I am strong in the Lord and the power of God's might. What about when your bills come up and you don't have the money? I am strong in the Lord and the power of God's might. What if you notice your sister or your brother or your mama or your daddy or your child is about to die? I am strong in the Lord and the power of God's might. What if you just got laid off or you just got broken up in a relationship or you've been in a marriage and you're about to go through a divorce? I am strong in the Lord and the power of God's might. I believe in God's word together. I believe in God's word. I walk in God's word together. I walk in God's word. I am rooted in God's word together. I am rooted in God's word. I am rooted in the power that I am together. I am rooted in the power that I am. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm done. This life is a journey we walk by faith And there will always be the mountains in our way Right here in this moment may our strength be renewed As we recall what God has done and how we've seen Him move If there's anybody here who's found Anybody here who knows he's able, say amen. If there's anybody here who's seen his power, anybody here brought through the fire,
Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.